if punk music wanted to be very emotional and crying and I hate my life, everything mm. sucks. Yeah. Why did she move away? She left me. It's, mm-hmm. you know what? No, let me take yes. that back. It is, it is punk country music. <laughs> yes. I was just about to say that dude. What? Punk <laughs> country not, music. You just, <laughs> I just, I just my wife left me and my truck doesn't work anymore. It is punk <laughs> country music. Wow. Can I get a high? Hey, welcome to the GBP, the Glass Bottom Podcast. On the air and coming at you. Episode, what are we at? Six now shards of uh, the new fresh ones? Something like that. Boop. It's been a it's been a good run. And uh, thanks for tuning us in. And we got some shout outs at work where we all uh, hang our hats. Uh, I want to say shout out to uh, Artemis Prime. He's been a big supporter. He knows who he is. He's been a big supporter and listening and giving us lots of good feedback. So shout out to Artemis Prime and Papi Coulomb. He knows who he is too. He's been a big supporter and giving us good feedback. And uh, sometimes when we least expect it, boom, we hear it in the background and he's uh, he's sharing it. So shout out to those folks. Shout out. You guys? What's new for shout out? Is there a new, uh, was there a new millennial word for shout out? Because that's probably getting old. I would have said big ups back in the day. God damn it. I was going to say big ups. (laughs) (laughs) Great minds. Well, anyway, uh, thanks to them for being so supportive and helpful. And uh, the other thing I did last Friday, I made a huge mistake. I was in a great mood. We had a good record on Thursday and Friday. I, uh, I got liquored up and before I ate my delicious pepperoni pizza, I do every Friday. I got on the Facebook and Facebook was marketing to us. And uh, it put up an ad for five bucks. We can boost your uh, glass bottom pod. I said, five bucks, let's do it. So I hit it and I went through the things and it's like confirm. I hit confirm and like nothing happened. So I smashed it again as I want to do, man. I smashed it again like I'm playing a video game. And I smashed it again. And uh, next thing I know, I'd smashed it five times for the record. And we ended up getting five meta Facebook ads. Nice. Unbeknownst to me, I was out for I was up for five bucks. Twenty five bucks seems like a lot to spend at this point, you know, but we did it and uh, it happened and uh, it worked out better than I thought. So shout out to Meta for taking advantage of drunk podcasters. That seems to be a good demographic, I, I would suppose. I'm excited. I'm, I'm uh, not making good decisions, but it worked. We reached 120 plus people gave us likes, which was fantastic. But we had some haters. But let's focus on the likes. For all you 123, here's to you. Thank you so much for whatever that blue thumb actually means to yours. Oh, it's it's more now. Okay. 100, oh, 189 breaking news. Oh, my God. My drunk uh, thumb smashing got us 189 likes, and thanks to all 189 of you. So That's live. We appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And I'm trying to look up their hate mail. There was a lot of hate mail. And I just, wa- I just wanted to read a couple because some of them really stood out, and I was, I was impressed. 
Let's see what some of the new ones are. I, I feel like, like it's. I like art. the guy who said, "Remember to look both or look both ways before you go f yourself." <laughs> there it is. No, he did it in a meme. <laughs> so hats off to Brett Weldon. A three hat salute to Brett Weldon. Remember to look both ways before you go f yourself. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, but my favorite is Drain Vera. Drain Vera took the time to look at our ad and then sent two memes. First, she sent a blah, 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 a GIF, and then a looks like a, a meme from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the opening. Well, it could be a Pixar meme of boring. So thank you, Drain Vera. Uh, if you're listening again, just send us a, a, a thank you for the mention. But yeah, we got a bunch of thumbs up and we got some really... Uh, some really clever memes telling us to go fuck ourselves. So we appreciate both <laughs> either way. We're having fun with it. Thank you for uh, drunk Mike fat thumbing five, $5 ads on meta. That was great. Can I we talk about how you called it a GIF? Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 You cannot attack me on this. I hate the word GIF. I hate the peanut butter. It's full of garbage. And I hate saying the term GIF. It's GIF. I know that. You know that. But I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of stuff, as you guys do. And it seems like GIF is where it went. We don't control that. We can on our podcast. Do you want to make it official that we never say that stupid-ass word again? Well, I mean, it stands... The first, the G stands for graphic, and that G is a G sound. So I'm totally going to say agree. GIF. Yeah, I've always I, called it GIF. I totally agree, but I was trying to up my game for the... No, nah, for the media nah. arts professionals, because I hear a lot of people I respect call it a gif, a gif, and I, I hate that. So, well, you need to on, stop respecting them. <laughs> I don't know what's right or wrong. I just go with I'm a populist. So from now on, the GBP is calling him gifts, as I have always wanted to since day one. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for pointing that out, Rob, because otherwise I would have stumbled on another lifetime waffling. Sometimes if I, I really I do say gif, but I want to say gif, but. Thank you. That's settled. Settled business there. The next thing I want to talk about is uh, I bought some cheap head uh, earbuds. I moved from, what do you call the thing I used to have, Shards, at work to listen to podcasts and books? It was uh, like a late 2000s era sports MP3 headset. Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like. So it was one of those boomer types that goes in both ears and has a little piece of mcdonald's straw connecting the left and right <laughs> it sounded great it worked good 15 bucks got me like seven years of service that thing finally died so shards talked me into getting actual earbuds so i went with what all boomers are going with now is the uh behind the ear hook giant plug in your ear bluetooth thing so i went with that <laughs> And uh, you just can't find your way to wearing earbuds like everybody else, can you? No, I have small ear canals along with a narrow urethra and some other narrow passages. So my ear, my ear holes are small, probably because their brain is small. And anyway, I've had a lot of Chinese made devices. I guess everything's been made in China for 20 years. And it, they used to put an American inflection on the digital voices. Do you guys notice that 10 years ago, if you bought a device, was it what would the voice sound like? The digitized voice. I've never thought of that, but you just reminded me of back in the day when Garmin's first came out okay. and you could buy like Ozzy Osbourne sound packages for your vehicles. <laughs> that was rad. Yeah. Well, all the other Chinese garbage I bought, including, you know, what your phones do with GPS is, is American voice. But China has been manu kukaku us. The whole world. Imiona 
So now the ancient Japanese art of the subtle flex has been taken up by the Chinese. Uh, and they have now put voices on our electronics that don't even try to Americanize it. Now I have two things. The first thing I bought was a dirt cheap Bluetooth radio thing. So I could listen to FM terrestrial radio before it really went terrible. And when you switch from mode, it goes Bluetooth mode, radio mode. That got my hackles up. I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah, what happened to Bluetooth mode or Bluetooth mode? No, it went Bluetooth mood, radio mood. I was like, uh-oh. Well, I did pay next to nothing for it. So the child who installed the chip, you know, he doesn't care about or he or she. But that was like two years ago. Then I bought these earphone uh, earbuds. And first time I programmed them, the lady that talks you through programming, connected, disconnected. It's, they don't even try anymore. They're subtly flexing on us, Japan, everybody. So China has now adopted the subtle flex. They've said, we're not going to take it. No, we're not going to take it. They don't even try. And I'm kind of concerned where that puts relations with the Anglo, uh, the European and the American world. That's a big step. They're not even trying anymore. What say you? You, again, are just reminding me of things. There was a time when uh, Spanish was like first coming out as a advertisement and instruction device in the US. I remember that time. And I, I remember my parents being upset that there was Cheerios in Spanish. Like, how dare they? <laughs> oh, I remember that, too. I remember my parents yeah. going when they would call to uh, talk to AT&T and be on hold for 45 minutes to an hour. They would be like, I don't want to press one for English. Make them press two for Spanish. That's exactly what's happening. The same yep. thing, but this is China. And since they make all the electronics on Earth, I bet Xi Jinping uh, has told them, we're not doing this anymore. We're not even going to turn off. I bet, I bet, oh, we need to call somebody and find out. I bet, I bet English voice modulation in electronic chips now in China is actually outlawed. Like they say, no, you get someone from China to modulate their voice and be recorded or whatever, their AI, and don't even try. Just make it barely English. F those Westerners. I, I guarantee you that's what's going on. It Now it's, is it a subtle flex or is it graduated to a full flex? From my perspective, subtle flex. Yeah, it's still subtle yet. Is it subtle though? It's an entire country. If what you're saying is true. And it is. An entire country is flexing on the U.S. right now. Well, what we need is feedback. Has anybody bought high-end electronics made in China? Like some who Bose probably makes their crap there, and so does JBL and uh, Steinhauser. So email us at theglassbottompodcast at gmail.com and let us know. Maybe it's low-end. Maybe she is sly and starting on the cheap stuff and going global later, but I bet he just mandated. We're not playing this anymore. Uh, just use our our accent and screw those westerners that's a big flex i can't give you any input because mine are made in utah wait what's made in utah besides solid rocket boosters and uh skull candy skull candy yeah they're made in utah park city what yeah. made in utah or they say made in park city right on them i mean i can't verify that each component is made in utah but it's a sample it in utah. In, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah utah probably plugs in the uh the headphone jack on the end of the cable well that's cool i didn't know we're, we'll have to check that out i didn't know anything that you could listen to play or plug in or uses energy is made in america anymore which is super sad and, and now that you say that isn't sennheiser european yeah, yeah. But that's different that's west 
us in Europe now are the West, China, India, and uh, all that is the East. So Steinhauser, they have an English accent. Sure. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying they didn't. And I was like, what? No, I was appealing to our valued listeners to let me know what high-end electronics do when you manipulate them and there's an automated voice. I would assume it's an attempted English or American vocabulary. However, everything I have, because I'm cheap and I have no money, it's all... It's all changed. So subtle flex. China has stolen, like they have everything else, uh, technology-wise, the Japanese ancient art of the subtle flex. So (laughs) keep an eye out for that. And a freaking balloon. Should we even talk about the stupid-ass Chinese balloon or... Think nah. Well, I won't talk about that then, but do you guys remember Balloon Boy back in the day? Yes. That got me. This thing got me thinking about Balloon Boy, and somehow I was home when Balloon Boy happened. Me and my wife were mesmerized. I remember feeling so scared and worried about Balloon Boy back in the day. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware, Balloon Boy was a hoax that was perpetrated by a early fame-seeking family back in the 2000s where they claimed that their son had climbed in their experimental uh, helium balloon that they use for home science or something, and he had floated away in his, this UFO-shaped balloon. And then they, all the news stations cut in, all the network news, everything cut into Balloon Boy. There's a 12-year-old boy stuck in a balloon flying over Colorado. I was sucked in 100%. Turns out, spoiler alert, the boy was hiding in the attic. The parents put him there because they were like early, uh, how do I get on Jerry Springer kind of people? But they got me hook, line, and sinker. I remember God, being like, when did this happen? I, uh, I, like, I remember this. I got to look everyone, it up. Now. Everyone does. Yeah, look it up. It got me. I remember feeling after it was over, like there was a giant hook. 2009. Oh, nine. I was that far along. God bless America. Yeah. Balloon boy got me, man. And I could not be convinced it was a hoax until like I really saw the evidence. And they were just a bunch of dirtbag, fame seeking Jerry Springer people that were like, all right, let's uh, let's uh, let's pull a hoax. of Epic proportion. It worked. I was genuinely anxious for this guy. So. Hats off to China for actually getting me to give a crap about a giant balloon full of probably uh, Chinese speaking uh, earbuds flying over America and Balloon Boy, who got us hook, line, and sinker back in 2009. The only thing I regret about the Chinese balloon is didn't we learn anything from Top Gun that they took guns off of American uh, aircraft back in Vietnam and our kill ratio went like way down? Now, to shoot down a crappy balloon, we had to waste a $300,000 missile on a $100 million jet. That should There's have been nothing sh- more American than that. <laughs> That's America right there. I don't know. I want to believe what you're saying, but to me, it should have been like an A-10 with a gun. A-10 would not have made it that high. Come on. <laughs> uh, you're right. Factually, you're correct. But did it have to be a missile? Couldn't we have just, I don't know. From a financial standpoint, space I, lasers. Oh, we do have space. Aren't they Jewish space lasers? Yeah. According yeah. to uh, GB, what initial some lady, some lady in Congress? I'm sorry, I even brought that up. But anyway, yeah, we should use our space lasers. But you keep the big guns in the holster. But I was sad when they blew it apart over the Carolinas of all places. But I guess I think the Pentagon was like, "Where do you think the most people are that have cell phone cameras or staring at the sun?" They're like, "Carolinas." Like, yep. He's got it right. Let's shoot it down over the Carolinas. If we shoot it down over anywhere else, no one's going to be looking. They won't even see it. So we won't get any PR. So they shot it down and uh, 
China says it wasn't a spy balloon. It was, according to us. And I can only think of a 12-year-old boy flying over Colorado. So anyway, that was our week. Oh, another person is off our pool. Burt Baccarat is gone, and no one picked him in the pool, unfortunately. Hello? You didn't watch Austin Powers? Which one's Burt Baccarat? He's the guy running through the streets of Las Vegas on top of a truck as he plays his beautiful music. And uh, he gets a shout out from uh, a shout out from Austin Powers. Is Austin Ladies Power- and gentlemen, Burt Baccarat. That's the guy. Yeah. He gone. He okay. gone. Mel Brooks still alive. Thank God. Every night I go to bed, I, I'm saying, dear God, I made a huge mistake that I've already repented for. Please don't take Mel Brooks, please. And more months for our curse. God damn it. Stop that. There's no curse, Rob. And more months. There's no more curse. There is no curse. Anyway, also unpaid uh, shout out to Hulu, who's going to play. And I I ask all younger listeners to get on Hulu. They're going to stream History of the World Part 1. I think it's Part 2, as it's supposed to be ironic. Like, where's the Part 1? There is no Part 1. So Mel Brooks History of the World is going to be streaming on Hulu. And I'm getting tons of ads about that, and I'm excited. I have it in my Blu-ray collection, but younger folks need to watch that movie. It is hilarious. It's pre-woke. It's pre-Me Too. It's pre-a lot of stuff. And since Gilbert Gottfried died and Mel Brooks is still alive, thanks to a lot of prayers and repentance, watch it and enjoy it and laugh. It makes fun of everybody and everything unabashedly. Get your ass to Hulu and watch History of the World by Mel Brooks, and you will thank us later. Have you guys seen that movie, I hope? No. Nope. What? Shards? Nope. Don't ask Shards if he's seen a movie. The answer is no. This is a seminal seminal Touchstone American movie back in the day, and it got I think it got canceled before there was cancel culture because they make fun of everybody and everything. So please, Shards, Rob, I expect you. I can loan you guys the Blu-ray. I can't loan everybody the Blu-ray. We need, what, 189 of those right now? Plus two at work, plus my mom, plus... Okay, I would need 200 Blu-rays to hook everybody up. So everyone go to Hulu, watch History of the World, give us your feedback, and tell us... Oh, whoever emails us the best quote will be on our list for free swag. There are a thousand quotes and the biggest one that ever came out of that movie that i'm sure everyone's heard of is it's good to be the king you've heard that quote right it is good to be the king you've heard that quote that came from history of the world mel brooks is the king in one episode it's like a bunch of episodes through time and he's the king and he does some terrible stuff and he walks up to the camera violates the fourth wall after doing some terrible stuff and goes it's good to be the king and walks off that's where it came from you're welcome i don't know i think i know that from uh duke nukem Mm-mm. This was way before Duke Nukem. This one, it was Duke conventional dummy bomb him. So this <laughs> conventional was, dummy bomb. Yeah. <laughs> this is when Hitman needs out of a vibe, a biplane. <laughs> there you go. This is when Hitman was a guy with a gun. We know, you know, this is how far back history of the world is. And that's why it's awesome. It's irreverent. It's everything Gilbert Gottfried was, who is gone now. And there's no flag bearer for irreverent, Everybody takes a hit comedy, and this is it. So do yourself a favor and do it. Last week, we talked that Rob had an engagement to go out on emo night, which I had no even no idea what that means. I've heard the word. I don't know what it means. And Rob did go out on emo night. Rob, emo night. Talk emo night. It. Yeah. So as everybody knows, I'm pretty fucking mm, I don't know. new here. 
No, <laughs> you do know that. You know that I'm new here. Oh, that part I know. Yeah. See, you got to wait for the whole sentence, man. I'm sorry. Gosh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know many places around here, so I'm I'm at my friend's will whenever they say, hey, let's go out. I'm like, I bet. Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm down to party. He is um, DTP. So they said we're having emo night on a Thursday. Mind you, me going out during the middle of the week is probably the worst idea for anybody. But mm, I think it needs to happen. I think it's a it's, good idea. It's probably true. But I mean, at the same time, I, your boy doesn't know when to stop. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. That might be contagious. I think it's going around anyway. So emo night, I dress as me, you know, all black, all black, everything as uh-huh. as is tradition. Wait, 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 wait. I don't, uh, I know the name, and but I don't know what emo means. So can you explain to me what emo means? Emo. EMO. Is, is it EMO? Is a lifestyle. It's a choice. EMO. Oh, okay. It is started out as a music genre. It characterizes as being emotional. Okay. So know? is there a band you can tie to this? We can oh to? my God. Hawthorne Heights. Huh? <laughs> oh yes. Huh? Uh, man. Shards, you're going to have to help me out here. It's okay. Okay, so Hawthorne Heights is the touchstone. So a band and a lifestyle. Now, what does this lifestyle include? Because I, I have no clue. It's about crying and being emotional. It's it's like uh Oh, after you, after you get married. It's like after you yeah, get married. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. like... If punk music wanted to be very emotional and crying and I hate my life, everything sucks. Yeah. Why did she move away? She left me. It's, mm-hmm. you know what? No, let me take yes. that back. It is, it is punk country music. <laughs> yes. I was just about to say that, dude. What? Punk <laughs> country <laughs> music. <laughs> my wife left me and my truck doesn't work anymore. <laughs> it is punk country music. Wow. That touches home okay i understand wow okay so it's punk country music uh what's the lifestyle all about how do you live i know how country lifestyle is so what's Um, emo lifestyle emo lifestyle is uh generally dressing in black Mm -hmm. it's it still is punk it it really is punk yeah um does it have the same like beats per minute as punk like it's definitely slower it was birthed out of that genre but it's more like post-hardcore pop punk yeah. Okay. I can feel it's, it. Yeah. Poppy. Yeah. Very poppy. Um, I can feel it. But, but like, if you wanted to, to dress like it, you know, you got to have the big black hair. Uh, just find big. I know black hair. What's big, vertical, horizontal, or both? Oh, God. They say big, but I want to say poofy. Like, it's straight hair, right? But you poof it up underneath if you're a girl. And yeah. so it like comes out like horizontally. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you gotta take a look at the screen. He he wasn't even looking. Oh, chick in the middle. Yeah, big. What? Okay. Oof. Okay. Wow, that is big. Um, that's big in both. That, all three axes is right. Okay. And and if you're a guy, you gotta have the long hair. Mm-hmm. And in your face, it has to come down across. Like oh, to eye. hide your eyes so they can't see yeah, your emotions. You can't see me crying, but just know that I'm crying. <laughs> Okay, Shards is showing me a picture. I've seen these people fo- before, and I, yeah. I recognize the look. I didn't know that was called emo. I thought that oh, was just called Oh, here we go. This guy. is even better, dude. Yes. Oh, I can't see yes. his right eye. His left eye is covered in dark eye makeup, and it's you can just bear it like a sheepdog, like, an, like a sad black sheepdog who lost all of his sheep. 
And honestly, this this stuff comes out from the 80s and 90s, but I don't think yeah. it really like took off until the early 2000s. At um, least in the U.S. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, the, I, I would say it's British. In the 80s, we had what they called cure people. And I was kind of sad in the high school, a bunch of girls that were beautiful and outgoing and very fashionable in junior high school came to high school with black hair, black clothes and black boots and shuffled around like, like the world sucked, but we, we call that cure people. So did it come from the cure? Uh, I don't know because I think tell it was me, like, tell me, tell me. I feel like here's a, here's a throwback. Is that, oh, is that you? <laughs> Oh my what? god. You were emo shots? Oh yes. <laughs> oh, I see his eyeballs. I see and he's wearing a white hoodie. It's a cool picture, dude. That's something you get at glamour shots. Was that a glamour shot? An angry glamour so, shot? Here's here's something that'll resonate with you there, uh, Mike. Yes. I need resonation. From there the Wikipedia. Go. From the Wikipedia. Who is oh, that? That's oh, me man, again. Shard. What? Oh. You got some pictures, Shard. So what were you doing emoing and uh, were you emoing? No, I was more seen, which is more like the uh, fashion side of yeah. emo. Uh, so you were lo- looking emo, but listening to not emo? It was, uh, we didn't wear, like when you were a scene kid, you didn't wear all black and the girls had the same big hair, but they always had colors in it. Oh, colored hair is definitely yeah, a thing. Uh, but okay. same same yeah. music, listen to the same music, uh, just dress a little bit different. Same music, but half the sadness? No, still sad, still sadness. introverted, still uh, I feel like swinging our arms, two-stepping at the shows, but I more colors. introverted and sad, but I liked rock. But okay, more colors, equal sadness. All right, Rob, uh, no. what were you going to say? The from from Wikipedia, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys is sometimes considered the first emo album. <laughs> I am the biggest Beach Boy fan you've ever heard, and Brian Wilson is my uh, my most favorite musical artist. I'm a as a well as Charles Manson. I hope. No, his guitar work was terrible. Everyone will tell you that, and he was insane. <laughs> but I bet if he wrote lyrics, someday as the lyrics come out, the man could stitch words that didn't need to be together together. Anyway. Okay, so Pet Sounds is considered the birth of emo style what? The first emo album. You just blew my mind. I've listened to Pet Sounds a million times. Ah, wow. I've never made the connection there. Yeah. I, yeah, that did appeal to my introvertedness, and Brian Wilson is extremely introverted and intelligent. Intelligent people are usually introverted. People like me who talk a lot are not. Wow. Okay, go on, Rob. You've, you've nailed. Wow. So... From there, I guess we'll talk a little bit more about emo night. So introverted, right? That's that's yeah. the whole. I guess that's the best way to put emos. Got it. Introverted, antisocial, sad boy uh, shit. Sidebar. So, Why would emo people get together at an emo night? So we can all feel sad together. But that makes you extroverted if you don't stay here's, home. Here's here's the best part. So there's five of us. And we get to this bar and it's actually two bars, one on top of another. And we got to go up the stairs. And it's one of the bars, a uh, power bottom. No, never mind. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was a different episode. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so we get upstairs. There's not a single person there. Not even a DJ. Not even a DJ. What? There is a stage 
a bar, some tables, mm-hmm. and it's just us five with the bartender. There we go. Not is that the cure? Is that the cure? No, this is Hawthorne Heights, my guy. Oh, this is Hawthorne Heights? This makes me want to go out and have fun, not be introverted and angry. My wrists and black my eyes. I like it. See, See? I'm an emoer. Okay, Hawthorne Heights, go on. So I, I think you are. So we get there, and the the bartender's like, "Hey, uh, actually, no, I had to. I started up. They were playing like some heavy, like fight me punk music." And I went up to the bartender. I said, hey, it's emo night tonight. Uh, <laughs> if if uh, you want to see these girls scream, you got to play some some emo music. And he says, oh, OK, bro, I got you here. Just take over the Bluetooth speaker. And, and you and no, no. And so we passed around a phone the entire night from Spotify, just adding tracks on Spotify's queue How to cool play our emo music for just the five of us. And like people would come up that were not there for emo night, very clearly not there for emo night. They'd like see they us had blonde hair and blue eyes and a, a, a red shirt. Uh, just, I don't know. You can just, you can just tell, man. You, you just know, you just know. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And they would like walk up these stairs, turn the corner, look at us and immediately turn around and leave. Like, oh yeah so in true emo fashion it was just me and the friends there's nothing more emo than that there's nothing more emo yeah if you want to be introverted and unsocial uh empty emo nights like the win right if you get there alone and you can play your own music to me that seems like the win but you had five people playing the music you wanted which alone sounds wonderful i would love to be at a bar where they just let us bluetooth it I like this music. I might have to check into it. Instead of Just For Men. Love it. That Silverstein? Yeah. Yep. Silverstein? Oh, oh I think his man. mom or his dad was my orthodontist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so after Emo Night, we kind of shut down Emo Night and went downstairs to the other bar and yeah. uh, shut that bar down. Well, I didn't get home until three in the morning on a Thursday. Well, three in the morning on a Friday. Ah, no, it was. A, yeah. OK, I can personally attest. I did see if if, if Officer Jimmy would have seen you, it would. Yeah, you were uh, you were you were something to behold. Wow. Was. So, so emo night was fun because it was just your crew and you guys got to play the music. Yes, that's cool. I mean, Which, what, I don't know how many people get to say, oh, yeah, we ran the music all night at a bar. With all your friends, like a, a yeah. pile of your friends. That's nice. Shards. So I did it one kids. time did at what, a strip club, ran all the music. Ooh, what? Oh, this I got to hear. So what year was this roughly? Uh, probably t- 2013. Okay. Sidebar. This is going to turn into right now what each of us would do if we got control <laughs> of the music at a strip club. This will differentiate us probably better mm. than anything. All right, shards mm. go it, on. Yeah. So I knew the owner of the strip club in, in my hometown. Uh huh. And, uh, he used to let me in the bar and I'd drink for free and stuff and blah, blah. But he also gave me the, the passcode to be able to assign music in the jukebox like ahead of everybody so like people was go, no dj in this club no there's a dj in the back so like i'm in the bar area i don't really mess oh, around okay. in the behind the curtains area okay but gotcha um but they all come out to the bar so because that's where all the alcohol is at 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I got control of the jukebox from an app on my phone so I could set all the music. So even if someone went there and put money in it, they'd have to get through my set list first. You can do that? Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it's one of those ass. electronic jukeboxes where, you know, you. Yeah, I'm go, familiar. Yeah, put money in it and the giant library cuts electronic. I thought it was like an electronic slot machine that people love and it's completely oh, yeah, they got those too. nothing <laughs> is set up. Nothing is set up for priorities, but you're telling me a jukebox can be rigged. That's amazing. Absolutely okay. dude. Yeah. And I, and I went full early two thousands emo on them <laughs> and I was like, is this is the, cool? this is the perfect place for this music right now because the only people in this bar besides myself are a bunch of sad, lonely dudes. <laughs> oh, this is the music they need. <laughs> I love that so much. But this wasn't where the main stage was or a pole was. This was in the lounge. Yeah, this is in the lounge, yeah. So no one's dancing. And so they would go to the lounge to get pumped up and then come back to the bar. They go to the stage to get pumped up and they come back there to get deflated, I suppose. (laughs) What's the first song you're playing in a strip club? For a dancer or are we in the lounge where Shards was? Uh, let's Let's do for a dance. Oh, well, look. I'm not going to hide it. I am embarrassed to say it, but I'm going to play Porn Star Dancing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, I'm a simple man in a simple life. I, I know it's terrible. Okay, this is where my red butt's going to really shine. I'm telling you, that's what came to mind. I was like, Mike, you play one song at a strip club, it's Porn Star Dancing. And I'm very ashamed, but that's what comes out. Oh boy. Okay, who's next? I think Shards has to go now that I asked. You're in the main lounge. You're in the main stage. Uh, The ladies are all backstage hyped. The crowd's good. You get to pick one song, blow it up. What do you play besides Porn Star Dancing? I already took that one. (laughs) I'd probably play that uh, I Fell in Love with a Stripper song. I know the song, but is there a riff they can dance to? I'm sure there is, or he wouldn't have made the lyric. Well, it's the the I'm in Love with a Stripper song by T-Pain. I know the song. I can't think of the riff though, but okay. So there's enough behind it to get a booty shaking and a an earth a quaking. I don't know say. about that, but it'll it'll tug on the heartstrings <laughs> of so all the poor lame. lonely dudes out there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to revisit that song. Oh, was it, did I was I revisiting it there? It's so slow though. It doesn't matter. Okay. Actually, the, the okay. beat would actually yeah. work on a pole. <laughs> I assume the engineering behind this song was just that, but not being able to think of the beat or melody in my head, just the lyrics I didn't know I was going to play. But okay, so that's pretty chill, though. That's chill. I feel like that's like 2 a.m. at a strip club near an airport that that the crowd would really be like, yeah, man, I'm flying back to Boise and I'm just going to. Flying back to Boise. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rob. You're up. Uh, I'm, main stage. Main stage. I think because I know everyone's going to enjoy it. Return yeah. of the Mac. I like that song. Is it strippable? I don't know. Let's hear it. We can't. Uh, hmm? I don't know. Can the I love magic that song. editing take us to Return of the Mac? I don't know. That's my genre, though, Rob. I thought you were going to go like your genre. You're the youngster of the group. What do you, bro? I don't have a genre. I listen to everything. I do too, but if everybody listens to everything, we don't have a cutting edge. We need a cutting edge. Oh, oh son yeah, of son of a. That's good. <laughs> this is gonna, yeah, that's the good. Rob, club is gonna be up. <laughs> yep. 
That's good, Rob. And it's sultry. It's fast enough, but it's also sultry. All right, Rob wins. I knew I was going to lose, but wow. Turn to the Mac. Anybody got any uh, PGXXX strip club stories to tell? Because I can tell a good one. Oh, I do. And it's (laughs) last week. (laughs) What? (laughs) Last week? I thought you were at Emo Night. Was Emo Night held at a strip club? Oh, my God. This is a a big week for me. (laughs) Hang on, cool your jets. Let me tell you mine first, because mine's more humorous and sexual. So uh, I worked at a gas station full of mechanics and people when I got married. So they took me out on my uh, bachelor night to an all-naked strip club in uh, Orlando, which is gone now. It's been bulldozed, called Club Wana. And I was warned that they, uh, they will pull your pants down and make you stand there in your underwear, and they'll come up and grind on you. and uh, then they'll pull your underwear down. So I was young and I was bashful as I am still, but used to be. So I, underneath my pants, I wore, uh, I got these silk boxers that had hot chili peppers on them that I knew would distract the chicks from further in- inspection. So underneath that, I put on my usual tidy whiteies because that's how I rolled back then. And uh, so the called me out, got me up on stage. They did the normal thing, pulled my pants down, music, grinding, beard. I had to do some shots. And then uh, they were supposed to surprise me from behind, pull my pants down, my boxers, my cool hot chili pepper, sparkly red and silver boxers. And they did in the Samatati Whiteys. That led to punishment. They pulled them mother flippers down. And the chicks pull them below my knees and they grab the waistband, you know, the uh, Fruit of the Loom, unbreakable, uh, tidy whitey waistband. They started pulling that until they pulled it up, gave me the atomic wedgie, and there might have been a bouncer involved. They ripped those through my butt crack until the, the Fruit of the Loom elastic waistband was the only thing left. Then they put that around my neck. You survived this? Yes. I had a good time, but they I cheated them and they got revenge. So at the end of that story is me coming home from my bachelor party night with boob glitter, lipstick, uh, everything all over me. Nothing happened naturally because I'm just a middle class kid. But uh, around my wrist was my tidy whitey Fruit of the Loom waistband that I still have in my uh, my precious box of things I really value. That was my uh, night. Oh, and I went to a steak and shake on the way home to uh, sober up and ate dinner at a steak and shake with uh, fruit and white down on my wrist and boob glitter and lipstick all over my face. And I had a great time. <laughs> I had a great time. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. That was my best strip club experience. Uh, who's next? I don't know if this is my best, but it is an experience. I don't recommend it by any means. <laughs> okay. So I went to go, um, I went to a vape shop, vape shop down in, uh, Cocoa Somewhere redacted. Don't get yeah, too specific. Whatever. And I text my mom, just let her know I was down by her, uh, see if I could go see her real quick. And she said, yeah, sure. I'm actually at this bar right now. Um, <gasps> just stop in. This just happened, right? Yeah, this just happened. This is a fresh story. I don't mind this story at all. What you, okay, good. Mind you, this is, it's like 1230. On and a Saturday, right? On a Saturday, 1230 on a Saturday. No problem. And I'm like, of course, my mom is at a bar at 12:30 with her boyfriend on a on a Saturday. All right, cool. Allegedly, allegedly, right. for legal reasons. <laughs> I don't know what those reasons are, but doesn't matter. We're not lawyers. Go ahead. Um, so she sends me the name of the place. I drive down there, 
and I'm outside and I'm looking at the place and I'm looking at the name that she sent me. I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. This is the place. It's a goddamn strip club. <laughs> and lo and behold, I walk in and there's my mom sitting at the bar and she's waving at me all giddy. And I, I walk over and sit down at the bar and my mom looks at the bartender and she says, this is my son. And I wanted to die. Why? <laughs> right there. Wait, wait, back this up. That Cheap is... liquor. Your mom's cool as shit. Where's the downside here? I mean, I wasn't drinking. Doesn't matter. I was sober. I'm sure you were, but you went to a place your mom found cheap liquor at a at a place that, that serves it. Like what? I don't know. What's the okay. that, is, that is true. It, it was uh, Dollar Bloody Marys from twelve to one. Mm-hmm. Correct. Those are the best Bloody Marys because when you mix that really cheap, uh, probably still Russian vodka with uh, Campbell's tomato soup and a little bit of celery salt, that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. So yeah, that's uh, that's my strip club story from well, last week i for one say your mom's cool as shit so she's pretty cool no, she shards. i took my mom to a strip club one time wait you what? took your mom yeah and my and my uh my stepdad and my grandma dude the record of your and life and your grandma <laughs> yeah, you're so full of shit i'm not biting <laughs> no i'm serious no i'm no. serious so on purpose the record y- yes on purpose on purpose shards as your personal attorney i'm yeah. i'm asking you to plead the fifth here just say i plead the fifth and we'll play some music and move on no that's good oh, no. <laughs> so my grandma had just came to the states she's from the philippines oh no. um, and she just got her visa i had not i'd never met my grandma before because uh, i'd never been to the philippines and so i'm living up in wisconsin and so they come and my mom and my stepdad and my grandma come and visit me for like uh-huh. a week up in Wisconsin and uh-huh. we're sitting around at my apartment and they're like, Oh, so what do you, uh, what do you do for fun and stuff during these nights? I was like, well, uh, my, my girlfriend oh, is a bartender. Why? I was like, we can why? hang out at the bar. Why? That's why? usually what I do. And she, and they're like, Oh, and I was like, yeah, I don't, we're just hanging out at the house. I don't think you guys really want to go to the bar. And my stepdad was like, no, that's fine. We'll go to the bar. We'll have a drink. And I was like, uh, you probably don't want to go to this bar. And he's like, no, 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 it's all right. We'll, we'll go. We'll go. And I'm like, oh, no. okay, follow oh, me. <laughs> and we drove and, you know, it's inconspicuous wow. from the outside. Just says, you know, a sign that says club on it. And you don't think much of it. And we walk in and uh, I was like, yeah, this is the bar that my girlfriend works at. And they're looking around and it's a, mm-hmm. a sight to behold. And we sit at the oh, bar no. and my, my grandma, who doesn't speak any English, nudges my mom and she says something to my mom in, in Tagalog. And my mom leans over to me and she's like, hey, your grandma has a question. I was like, I was like, yeah, Uh-oh. what is that? And she she points to one of the ladies and she's like, is that a boy or a girl? <laughs> <laughs> that is the least intrusive question I thought she would ask. I thought she. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I did not hear this story before. That's crazy. Yeah, I brought my yeah, I brought my family to the strip club one time. How'd that go at the end? Like, how did that night wrap up in the club? It was super I, awkward and very uncomfortable, and I wish it never happened, but... <laughs> you did it. it I did Dang. it, yeah. Dang. I did it, and I'm one of the few people who can say they did it. <laughs> That's fucking wild, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of the fact that nobody blood-related to me has been in a strip club with me, although my mom's cool enough she would probably do it. Yeah, but. 
The only other thing that happened to me was one time my plant manager at the factory I worked at showed up and didn't see me. And I watched him walk behind the curtains and I nudged my my girlfriend at the time. I was like, hey, that that's my Uh boss. (gasps) And and she knows who my boss is. And she Uh knows that the the boss's wife is like the office manager at the plant. Uh (laughs) And he's there by himself, all by himself. So I was like, hey, get me get me two shots of tequila. I'm going to go sneak up on him. So I go to the other side of the curtains what? and he's not paying attention. You know, he's he's like three sheets to the wind, you know, already looks uh-huh. like he's pretty drunk, just staring. So I pull up the chair next to him and I sit next to him and I don't say anything. And then I just set the shot glass in front of him and he looked at it and they looked at me and I was like, hey, man, Uh-oh. if you don't tell, neither will I. <laughs> shot what? back and I just got up and left. <laughs> oh, you're too cool. Oh, no. You're too cool, Charles. I would have been like, Hey, my review's coming up, so uh, remember me here. Wow. <laughs> we never that. spoke of it again either. I have a similar uh, story along that line. I used to work at a gas station in a little town in Florida when I was going through school, and it was like center point of this town because everyone needs gas, and they all come through there, and I'm gonna, I'm out there. I have to do old-school service where you wash their windows and check their tires and all that stuff. So I got to know like everybody from this little town. And uh, fast forward a few years where I really know everyone. I think I worked there five years near the end of my tenure there and uh, met my soon to be wife. And we uh, went to the only uh, adult video store, (laughs) adult video store in this little town. Right. So I'm like, I don't know anybody other than my friends young. I said, what could go wrong? So we go in there and we're looking around and uh, I turn a corner and there is like one of the uh, distinguished gentleman from the like city council, you know, who, uh, who you never think you'd see in here. And he looks up at me stunned and I look at him like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and we have that second where it's like, Oh, hi, Mike. I'm like, Oh, hi. Uh, 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 boy, uh, a lot of stuff here. Uh, let me go look over there. So I dodged that one. Right. And a few seconds later I look again and there's like a dude who's like a big time lawyer in the city. I'm just like 21. I had no idea what to do here. No social skills. I look up and he's like, oh, uh, hey, Mike. I'm like, no. Hi, Bob. <laughs> um, a lot of selection here. What a store. Never been here before. He's like, oh, yeah, me neither. Oh, God, it was freaking uncomfortable. And then after that, I had like another six months or eight months there. And these dudes had come in. And previously, it was like, hey, Mike, what's going on? How's school? How's this? How that? After that, it became cash or credit, sir. Uh, Thank you very much. Have a great day. I was stunned of what was in that adult store, and it definitely changed my my relationship. It shouldn't have. I mean, screw all that shit. There shouldn't be any taboos, but I was young and stupid, so there shouldn't be any taboo. You go in a strip club, you yeah. go in an adult store. Oh, do man. The adult store thing is funny because in my hometown, the adult store was also our only glass store, like for buying pipes and whatnot. That sounds that sounds yeah. reasonable. Yeah, and that's that's pretty on brand. You you can find a lot of porn stores mm-hmm. that have that in there. And I remember being in there picking up glass and seeing one of my teachers walk in there. That was <gasps> awkward. Oh, was she in the yeah. glass section or the ass section? <laughs> <laughs> and it was. That's funny because it was a she. It was a she teacher, and she was not in the glass section. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, this is her. this is terribly oh. awkward. <laughs> Good for her. Uh, yeah, good for her. <laughs> Teachers need love too. Teachers need love too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Oh, God. I have another adult store story that I got to tell you, though. This was down the road, and uh, we went to, uh, me and the wife went to another one, and I knew nothing about how things worked there. So we grabbed, we grabbed like a DVD or something. I don't know. And I take it to the front, and the lady's like, you can't buy this. This is a rental. I'm like, oh, okay. What do I have to do to rent it? You have to join our club. She gets on the speaker. She's like, Marjorie to the front, please. I need help. Marjorie to the front. Like I'm standing there. I'm called out and I had no idea how it worked. And I got a lecture from some lady about I couldn't rent this video. I had to join their goddamn club. <laughs> and me and the wife are standing there like Amish people with their heads down. Going, <laughs> oh my God. I'm terrible at that. I'm terrible. Oof. One more That's insult one. to injury. I got one more. Go on. Are you sure, Shards? I think it's yeah. time for you to plead the fifth. This is, You're this is the last killing one. it again. This is the last one. So when I was a kid, uh, you know the Spencer's gift shop? Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Great, great spot to be. And I was a kid. I was probably in middle school. I must have been like 12 or 13 with, uh-huh. one, with my brother and one of our friends. We were visiting my mom down here in Florida, and she's with us, and we're in Spencer's, and we're just walking around. You know how Spencer's has that one like adult section, uh-huh. you know, and we're walking around looking at all the stuff, looking at the T-shirts. And I round the corner with my friend and my mom's got this box in her hand. And we uh-huh. both look at each other and like I look at my mom I'm like, Mom, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, oh, I'm just looking at candles. And I looked at her. and I was like, Mom, those are not candles. <laughs> they were definitely dildos. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Super awkward, but yet funny. And every once in a while, when the family gets together, I still tell that story. I used to love Spencer's. Their their stuff used to be cool. Their, what used to be uh, taboo, unmentionable stuff that Spencer's has is now so passe and like everyday life that I, th- I bet my kids go in there and just go, how lame is this? All they have is a bunch of funny sex and dick and drug stuff. This yeah. is stupid. Let's go. When I was <laughs> younger, Spencer's was like, can you believe they sell this? That I reminds me of a what? Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to tread lightly on this one. Go on. Shards has already blown his shit up. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my. I can picture a few people listening uh, to my stuff going, what? So I think I was like 15 or 16 Uh-oh. at the time. Maybe a little older. Fuck, I can't remember. Now there's licenses involved. This yeah. is getting hairy. Yeah. And my wife's sister worked at, worked at a, an adult store. And I think this was the first time I met her sister. Uh-huh. And I think it was called Black Velvet. I think it's the name of the store. That's sick. And so we we walk in there and we're talking to her sister. And I can't remember if it was her sister that pointed uh-huh. it out or if it was my wife that pointed it out. But there was a mysterious stain, a mysterious white stain on my shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and my response was uh-huh. to my wife. Well, that's from you. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 my oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think that was the first time I met her or the second time. I can't remember. Well, oh, my talk goodness. about breaking the ice. You broke yeah, the ice. Shit. Went through the water into the bottom of the Arctic Ocean. Nice. Hey. <laughs> That explains a lot of how durable and uh, shameless you are, and I appreciate that. That's what makes you special. Oh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> I was going to take that down to Family Town, where uh, one of my favorite movie scenes ever was from an old movie called Parenthood with Steve Martin. And this single mom has her whole family over for a uh, uh, Thanksgiving dinner, 
and they're all assembled in the dining room ready to eat and the power goes out. So everyone starts freaking out. They're like, oh my God, the power is done. Be careful. And then Steve Martin, you hear him rumbling through her uh, drawers in her kitchen. And he goes, it's okay. I found the flashlight. He goes to turn it on and the power comes on and he clicks the power button and it's a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes, <laughs> in front of her whole family. <laughs> That is one of the funniest goddamn scenes oh, I've ever no. seen. So that's what I pictured there. But, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, what happened? Your mouth used up all the power. Oh. Don't worry, Dad. We can still find the bar. I'll get a flashlight. I'll get it, sir. Where is it? In the bedroom? Kevin! 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 This is a blackout. It's a temporary interruption in the electrical supply of the home. It's okay, honey. Something's busted. Where's the switch? That doesn't look like my house. Bring it here. Oh, here it is. What is this? Oh! <laughs> Mommy, what was that? That was an electric ear cleaner. It was kind of big. It sure was. Well, I think we've defiled ourselves enough for uh, one episode. We got plenty of defiling to do in the future. So I can defile you more if you want. Me? Ooh. Why don't you save it for another episode? You've uh, you've led the way on def- defilation. Is that a okay. word? Is that a word? No, let it rip. Who am I to stop a good defilation story? We want uh, to talk about d- sporting goods, of course. I love their basketball. <laughs> I love all d- balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Rich, do, do we want to talk about d- today? You want to talk about d- today? You want to save it till next week? Save it till next week. We need a teaser. And d- what better week. to tease people with than d- <laughs> <laughs> I love a good d- tease. I challenge Shards to go back on this last part right here and uh, bleep every time we say d- <laughs> d- So now they have to tune in next week to see what we're talking about. Should we talk about d- <laughs> I don't nice. know. Oh, Next fuck. segment. Next episode. We're talking about. Oh, bleep it, shards. <laughs> we'll talk about a cliffhanger. And speaking That's of that, up. if you people want to figure out what the cliffhanger is, go watch the Naked Gun movie, the first Naked Gun. And uh, when Officer Drebin pulls himself up off of a ledge on a building on a statue, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> That's next. That's next week on the Glass Bottom Podcast. That's all I got. I've laughed myself silly today. Uh, you guys got anything you want to say to our 187, 187 uh, listeners from Facebook and or the ones overseas and internationally? If it feels loose, you're too small. <laughs> you heard the show. Now go follow the show. Go find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Be a friend, tell a friend, and subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. Catch you on the next one.